I'm very ADD today, and y'all should be excited because normally that means it's fun. Someone say go. 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 This message is nothing to do with Christmas. Are y'all good with that? If you're not, you're already here, so it doesn't matter, right? It's good. It's good. I think... I think it's important for Christmas. It just, we're just not talking about Jesus in swaddling clothes. We will on Wednesday. I need y'all to come. But specifically, this is the title of my message. How to go when it don't make no sense. I, I, I worded it differently on the screen, but this is how I feel. How am I supposed to go when it doesn't make sense? Why would I even want to go when it doesn't make sense? Lord, Help me make sense of this. Someone say sense. I know all of y'all are smarter than me. I look at you and I can tell y'all are the smartest people. I'm proud of y'all. Praise God. So today we're not going to talk about you. We're going to talk about me. This ain't made sense. The whole year. I'm not talking about last week. All year. And mine goes into the part of the year before. It's been crazy. Matter of fact, let me just... This is, this is a title of the message, and this could be as well, 2020 equals sensory overload. Like, for real, what's going on? <laughs> I know none of y'all. Y'all are so holy. <laughs> so let me just tell you what this is about. Because, because this go thing, we're going to stay with it for a few weeks, and it's going to be awesome. I hope what I've gotten is awesome if I deliver it well, praise God. But, but here's the deal. We are all supposed to be in the season of, of good peace on earth, goodwill toward men and all this. But I was just, I'm just being real with you. When people cut me off, because I'm trying not to shop where people are around, because Amazon's great. But sometimes I need to go to the store. And I do not want to witness to those people. I want to kick them. I know this is none of y'all, so just look, just laugh at me. But, but I don't understand. And this is the deal, this is the deal, this is the deal. I've noticed lately that people who I'm very close to in my life, I've shared this with one or two of y'all in this room, I'm blown away at the catastrophic fall that certain people in my life who I love deeply and who I've watched walk with God have taken. And I'm like, whoa. That's not the go that was supposed to happen. And how did they end up there? Because I really believe, to do this second, I really believe they love God. And then now it's like their life is a freaking mess. And what happened? And what is all this about? And I think that God gave me something. Because I think I already knew the answer, but I don't think I could say it clearly. And now I think I can say it clearly. 2020, sensory overload. This is crazy. So i got to give you this little bit, and then I'm going to talk about me, and then we're going to have fun. All right? Here's a little bit. In, in your personal life, in your physical body, this is not really deep science. So if, even if you're, you've never been to science class, you can understand this. We all have a certain number of senses. I'm going to let you guess how many we got. Right? We have five senses. That's a sense. And taste and touch and, and sight and sound. You can hear. I, I just did them wrong. Just go with it. Right? I think I hit them all. Those are all your senses. But in the spiritual they mirror that. They're just a little bit different. But you have insight. You have sight spiritually. And the Bible talks about all the different senses. We just don't really hit on them much because that's kind of weird. But here's kind of the picture that I've gotten. The picture that I've gotten is when our senses become off, 
our other senses, as our physical bodies tend to do, don't get heightened and better. They get dulled. And that's many of us have come into this room this day with 2020 being the end, and the only thing we're hoping is, good God Almighty, I don't even care about Christmas anymore. Can we just skip a week and get to 21 for the love of Jesus? Right? This is the craziest thing ever. We started with, and I'm not making fun because I really love basketball, and so you started the year out, and a couple weeks in, we got Kobe, and then we're like, that sucks. That was terrible. And if y'all aren't basketball fans, it might not have hit you the same, but it was weird. It was crazy. And then it's like Kobe was the only smart one in the room. Because then we got COVID, and then we got all this other crazy stuff, and what is happening, and we can't make sense of anything. And then if y'all are like me, who's an optimist, I'm thinking in March, the staff can tell you this is true. I say, this only will last a few weeks. This is just a flu. And maybe I was right in 2021. <laughs> that at the same time, <laughs> I don't know anymore. I'm saying, I don't know. And y'all have said this, right? Y'all have said things like I've said, like, um, uh, um, this may never end and we may never go to ball games or, or plays or things like that again without masks or social distancing or things like that. And the stadiums that we watch on TV are completely empty or they're shells of them form, their former selves. And we've all said this. We've said things like it's never going to be the same. Even if you don't let it come out of your mouth, you've heard it. And we started looking going, yeah, for real, what if it really isn't ever the same? And it's made us depressed and sad and we... Start looking. But, but in history, it's hard for us in a moment. Because we're momentary, we want to feel things and see things and we want immediate gratification. It's hard for us to take a, a real step back and go, that's interesting because in the 1930s, that's exactly the same thing people were saying. Coming off of the Spanish flu and, and, and World War I and then all these other things that were happening and then the Great Depression hits and then they, they had things like social distancing or at least mask wearing and all this different stuff. And after World War II and all of that lumped together, people thought it's never going to be the same again. And in some ways it's not, but in a lot of ways it's better. Because we live such momentary things that we're completely and totally ruled by our sight, by our eyeballs. Now watch. In your five senses, in your body, winking in this, I'm not a scientist and I would completely jack up your understanding and it would be wrong anyway. I don't know what, what sense is supposed to lead other ones. But I can help you spiritually. Sight is always last. And the Bible backs it up. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of the Lord. Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we cannot. Say it loud. See. See. But I've noticed in my own life that sight being one of my five spiritual senses is oftentimes not just the last one that I use, but it's actually the first one that I use. I'm going to give you an example. About two years ago... I started feeling, y'all know this, I felt pulled to go, to go, and we did. We followed God's go. We were, we were excited that he called us. We were not excited to leave. That's just honesty. And my immediate thought was, when we go, it's going to immediately increase every area of our life because my obedience is always going to be tied to God's increase. That's just how it works. Can I tell you there's not a Bible verse for that? That is the gospel according to Mark and not the book of Mark. <laughs> that was just jacked up. I just thought two plus two made four, and in the spiritual world, that ain't always how it is. Matter of fact, let me just give you a Bible verse. His thoughts are higher than my thoughts. His ways are higher than my, my way. As high as the heavens are from the earth, so are his thoughts and his ways higher than mine. So when I try to put God in my understanding, I jack things up. And I was doing that. 
And so I thought when I move here, it's, 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 it's a yellow brick road. I mean, of course it is because I'm following God and I'm being obedient and I'm doing my thing. And I thought my finances and everything in my life is going to immediately increase. We had sold a house and so we had saved some money and Lee and I are smart with our money. I don't have credit card debt. I don't have debt at all. And I, I just believe in doing it that way and I'm really tight. And so I thought, we're about to see this thing do it big then. And it's going to be good. <laughs> I mean, I wish Corey was up here so I could turn, turn, turn. Another dollar buys the dust. And another dollar buys, and another dollar buys, another dollar buys the dust. Because that's what my whole freaking year and a half has sound like. It's unbelievable. I've had three accidents. Listen to me carefully. Ain't none of them my fault. Then the fourth one was an SUV accident. We ain't going to talk about it because two people were with me. And it might have been. <laughs> Whatever. It was that whole zag. It wasn't my fault. That hole we hit. <laughs> and I was going 100 miles an hour. <laughs> Zach still needs surgery. But listen, I'm serious. I promise you. It, they, the other ones really weren't my fault. And altogether, what it's cost me in insurance money and payout and paying off certain things and doing it's over $15,000 out of my pocket. Like, ah, that's no big deal. By the way, this isn't the world's smallest violin. I'm not taking a love offering at the end of this. <laughs> There's a point to this, so stay with me. We had, this, we had this at our apartments. We had this garage, and it was our storage, and it was whatever, but it was super secure. It had cameras in the front, cameras in the back. Very, very deadbolt, second lock. In the front, you had to have a code, and even if you had it, it set off something, and we'd know about it. And You couldn't break in, in other words. And we had a safe inside, and we had lots of our stuff in there. It was a good-sized safe. We had lots of our stuff in there. And we had currency to the point, and it was, it was investment stuff, but it was, it was over $15,000. And it had been a few weeks since I had been in there. I opened the garage door to go look for something, and I noticed my safe was busted up. And I thought, that ain't supposed to be to be happening. And then I looked at the back, and the back door wasn't even closed, and it had busted off the wall. I mean, like, it was just open, and I was like, oh, this is bad. And then I looked in, and the only thing left were papers that didn't mean anything to anybody. They meant something to us. I'm glad they're still there. My state championship rings, all three of them were stolen. They don't mean nothing to nobody. That ain't even the money part of it. But I'm like, why did you want something that said Pangle? Christian school state champion. That's weird, right? But they stole it. And then thing after thing after thing, we had penalties come, we had these things come, and I started, someone say, look. I started looking going, all right, Holy Ghost, I know that we obey, and I know we're supposed to walk into the blessing. So when you going to start? Because right now, I'm telling you, I did the math last week. It's unreal. I'm not even going to give you the, the, the number. It's unreal. I got through it, and I was like, I can't tell them that. They're going to think I make a lot, and I don't. <laughs> I can't lose that and have this and not be this. This is crazy. And here's what I've learned is if you're not careful, you'll start saying things like, "Why did I do something wrong? Because I've defined the blessing of God as more stuff. When it's interesting, because I've actually preached against that, but it doesn't matter because even though faith comes by hearing and even though I, I'm not supposed to have to see it, seeing is believing if we're all being honest. And when it doesn't look, 
like what I thought it would look like, I begin to question things. Now, watch this. This is what I've learned. The more I begin to question it, the more my other senses begin to get clogged up. And as they begin to clog up, I stop having the ability to use the ones that are supposed to lead me to actual sight. And over and over, some of y'all have said things that I've said, silly stuff. If we're being honest, it's silly because we watch the news. Y'all, the last two months have been amazing because I've been on social media. I ain't heard none of it. The drama was saved for the mama. I ain't heard it, right? I've kept it away. And the news, I just catch a little blip, but I ain't trying to listen to all them cats. Why? Because all of them, all of them, someone say all of them, have an agenda. I don't care if it's conservative or liberal. I can't find one of them to just say, here's what's happening. And they're all serious. Here's what's happening tonight. And then they just get off because they don't want to tell me what I should believe. I don't care what you think. Because they, they, they literally want us to believe that we're going to be speaking Mandarin in five years. That's Chinese if you don't know. They're taking us over. There's nothing we can do. Lies. It's not going to happen. But watch. If I'm not careful, I'll start believing it. Why? Because my eyes are beginning to dictate what I believe, not what I hear, then what I taste, then what I smell, then what I do, then becomes I get to see what he wanted me to see. But sight is last. And if I'm not careful, if I'm not careful, if I'm not careful because I know educationally all the things that I should believe, I'll begin to tell people, woe is me. Because the, the, the purpose of my story wasn't to make you feel bad for me or to take up a love offering, I promise. I believe I'm blessed. I believe I'm walking into a season that's going to be more blessed than I've ever been in my entire life. I just don't know exactly what that blessing looks like. I'm not arguing with you that I'm fixing to, to have the publisher's clearinghouse come to my house or win the lottery. That is not what I am arguing at all. What I'm saying is that what should take a long time, God will expedite a process and do on his time. But it's not going to look like what I thought it was going to look like. And can't we all say that's 2020? If we're not careful, everyone that comes in contact with us will say, how soon can I get out from under them? And the problem is we have the cure. Y'all look at me. We have the cure. We have the thing that everybody's looking for. But when they meet us and they talk to us, they think, oof, they mad. They mad. I'm fixing to show you why. It's one of my favorite stories in the Bible. Very much a Christmas story. Numbers chapter 13. Right? If y'all don't know the Bible, that ain't it. It's way in the Old Testament. But I love this story because it's about the spies. And I love me some spies. Here we go. Numbers 13, it says, The Lord spoke to Moses saying, Send men to spy out the land of Canaan. That's the promised land. That's the land that they were going to get. And he said, Go spy on it because you don't know what you need to do to cross over and to occupy it. So send 12 of them. Look, it says, I'm giving the people of Israel, each tribe, send 12 people, one from every tribe, the chief among them. And it says in verse 17 that Moses sent the spies to the land of Canaan and said, go. Someone say, go. go. Say it loud. Say, go. go. Go up to the Negev. I'm fixing to do a lot of words. Don't judge me. I'm going to mess them up. It says, go up to the Negev and go into the hill country and see. Someone say, see. see. It's okay to see. It's just not okay to let that be the thing that leads to your belief system. It's okay to see. You're going to see it. But seeing is not believing. It says go up and see what the land is. And then skipping down to verse 25, it says at the end of 40 days when they've spied it out, they returned from spying in the land and they said, or they came to Moses and Aaron and, and the whole congregation, y'all got to picture it, there's two million of them. 
Like we picture it as this, it ain't this. It's, it's people upon people upon people upon people, and it would have passed one road to the next. And when they would have talked, they would have found out through, through word of mouth, but it would have been important. And they would have gathered these 12 people. And if you were one of the 12, you were super important. And then you had Moses, who's the leader of all of them, and he was up on a hill, and he was looking down at them and said, all right, tell us what you saw. And it said they, got, they, they gathered together in the wilderness of Param at Kadesh, and they brought back word to them, and they showed. Someone say show. So, so, so they got to see how great it was. Because if you don't know the Bible, it's cool. Here's what God had promised them, a land flowing with milk and honey, where, the, where, where it's the most fertile place, where it's amazing and all of this. Their understanding of how 2020 was going to be when they got to go into the promised land was going to be, it was going to be awesome. And, and so they showed them, and at first it looks awesome. It says, they, they told them, we came to the land that you sent us, and it did flow with this milk and honey, and the fruit was so big that when they brought it out, the grapes as big as their head. It was amazing. It made, it made these, the, the poles that they put the fruit on break. It was so massive. And, and so when you're hearing this, and you're in the crowd, you're like, let's go. This is good. I'm ready to go. Let's occupy it. God promised it. It's the promised land. It's the time to walk in our blessing. Praise the name of the Holy Ghost, Jesus Christ, Nazareth. Let's do this thing because we're going to do it big. And you're ready. You feel good. Because when you're in a, in a service, when you're in a church, when you're talking to your church friends, you feel good. When you feel the anointing of God on your life, you're like, yes, I'm motivated. Let's go. And then the brakes hit. Why? Because you have to live your life. And the real conversation starts with the ten spies who the Bible says gave a bad report. It says, however. Someone say, however. however. Or we always say, but, hang on. Wait for the bad news. Can I give you a little side note? This is just a little nugget. You take it for what it's worth. If you're taking notes, I would write this down. God don't work with pros and cons. Let's keep going. It says, however, the people who dwell in the land. Now watch this. He's just told them. The, the, the spies, the 12 of them, they're all lined up and they're like, man, for real, it was exactly what God said it was going to be. Except there was stuff that we didn't know about. And when, I, when my eyes begin to see the stuff that I didn't know, God didn't tell me everything. I mean, I don't know, 66 books of the Bible don't say everything that's going to happen every day of my life. So when things start showing up that I didn't know was going to show up, I don't like it. And my other senses start getting dull because the only thing that I can work with is what I saw. Like, like the, the cities, the land is strong and the cities are fortified and they're very large. And besides all that, because that, if that's not bad enough is what they said, we saw descendants of Anak. Y'all don't know who that is. So let me tell you, this is the Nephilim. This is those God men. This is those, those Goliath dudes that are nine feet tall. And I'm big. I'm about 6'5". That ain't nine foot. Them dudes, arms big as my head. When they walked in, they said, oof, oof, oof. I mean, all the big giants that we've seen in our day are teeny tiny compared to these dudes. So we can judge them, but I'd have been in one of them. <laughs> yeah, God crazy. Because <laughs> God's tripping. God said we should go up in there and take them cats. But look at us. Because in reality, they were much smaller people than we are. So imagine the biggest of us are five feet. Looking up at nine feet going. So you're four foot taller than me. You weigh 300 pounds more than me. But we got it. No. They didn't have guns. They weren't dropping missiles. I'd be worried about our missiles bouncing off of these cats. They were this big. 
right? And they didn't have any of this. They had to fight hand to hand. And their hands was bigger than you. It wasn't a fair fight. There was no possibility that what was supposed to happen was going to happen based on what they saw, which is all of us in this room at some point in time. It said the, Am- the Amalekites dwell in the land of Negev and the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites and all those tites and all of these people. About half of y'all got it. The other ones you can tell them later. I don't know why the Bible has to have all the tights. But if you can't read good, it ain't right. Here we go. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea along the Jordan. And they're all powerful country. If we didn't have to worry about the giants, look at all this that we got to deal with. How are we supposed to do this? We're not trained people. We've been wandering in the wilderness for a generation. As old as I am is how long they've been wandering. So we can't defeat all these people. And I'm going to tell y'all something. They were right. They were right. If your eyes tell you the truth. See, can I tell y'all something? This is free. But if, you, if, you, if you'll take this to heart, it can change your life. There's a difference between facts and truth. And just because you can write down facts doesn't mean you know the truth. And what these people were doing were writing down all facts and giving people the facts. And I say stuff like the facts don't lie. Well, that's true. But that's not always the full truth. Because if faith comes by hearing, if my faith is grown by what, what I hear from God and by what I taste and what I experience, and, by what, and, and that my, my understanding is not starting with my eyes, but, but ends with my eyes, then if I see facts with my eyes, that's not always the truth. And so they were giving them facts. They were just leaving out the truth. They were just leaving out the truth. The spies experienced the blessings of the promised land. The blessing, the blessing. Someone say The blessing. The blessing. I know some of y'all have thought the same thing. Which is what all of us are supposed to experience. That, that if you walk with God, it's a guarantee that you walk in his blessing. The problem is when it doesn't look like what I thought it was going to look like. God, I'm actually, my bank account has gone from here to here to here to here. And I didn't have as much as I've lost. It doesn't even make sense. This isn't even possible. So where's the blessing? It didn't have nothing to do with that, Mark. But you've let it affect other parts of you. So it's possible for me to begin to experience the blessing of God and yet not want to go. Why? Because it doesn't make, say it loud, it doesn't make sense. And all of us have said that at some point in time in our life. God, this doesn't make sense and he doesn't care. He deeply loves you and he cares about you. But God's not in the business of having to make things make sense to little old me. Because he's higher. He's higher. And it's not his job to make things make sense. Taste and see. Before I read this, I need to ask y'all. Didn't y'all have COVID? Have, not had. Like, not right now. If you have it right now, leave. Okay? We're mad at you. But you had it. If you had it, did anybody lose taste and smell? Tell the truth. We ain't mad at you. I did. Let me tell y'all something. Look at my face. Craziest thing I've ever experienced. Crazy. At least two weeks, I couldn't taste nothing. 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 I could, could not smell or taste anything. I tried 
all kinds of stuff that I would never try before, and I'm pretty sure I'll never try again. Y'all remember Fear Factor? Y'all old enough? Joe Rogan? Joe Rogan ain't got nothing on me. I would have stomped the mud hole in them cats. They did not want it, I promise you, because I couldn't taste nothing. I couldn't taste anything. I lost my senses. I lost my mind in the middle of that because I'm going, I don't like this. This is crazy. Here's the problem spiritually. Remember I started just a few minutes ago saying some of the people that I have believed have the greatest integrity of anybody that I know have done some things in recent days that are worse than just about anybody I've ever seen. It's, it's, it's unusual. It's crazy. It can't happen except for I'm learning this. It actually can. It actually is going to happen. Why? Because when your senses get completely blocked up, you'll do crazy things like try anything. And then we say to people, yeah, I don't know how I ended up here. You ended up here because that didn't make sense. And when your senses got dulled, you began to try to feel a sense. And it made you do stupid stuff. Look at this. Do y'all see this? This says see and taste that the Lord is good, doesn't it? Come on, talk to me. Does it say see and taste or does it say something else? Taste and see because taste comes before sight. And a lot of us want to taste, which means to experience that God is good. And then, excuse me, let me say this a different way. We want to see that God is good and then begin to experience. But, but you, we're doing it the wrong way. And so when our experiences get dulled, the only thing that we ask of God is let me see it so I can believe it. Let me see it so I can believe it. And we, we begin to be hardened and dulled. And look what Jesus himself said. You are the salt of the earth. If salt loses its saltiness, if it loses its taste, how can it be restored? It's no longer worth anything because salt's supposed to give flavor. And if there's no flavor, if there's no flavor, if there's no flavor when people meet me because I'm so dulled. God does not literally want to throw you out. He's not mad at you. He's just saying, in actuality, this is, the, this is what the world looks like today. As long as it's going the way that I thought it would, I'm good with it. But once it doesn't, I lose all flavor whatsoever that the world's supposed to be able to taste and see that God's good by meeting me. Yeah. But he, they can't. Why? Because I'm dull. I'm not talking about you're boring. I'm talking about you're apathetic. Yeah. You've gotten blah. And here's the deal. Here's the deal. Really good people that I know have said this to me in my ears, face to face in recent days. Mark, tell me why I wouldn't want to read the Bible. You don't want to read the Bible because King David said, how good is your word when I eat it? Psalm 105, or sorry, Psalm 119.105, it tastes of honey. Psalm 119.10, or sorry, Psalm 19.10 says almost the identical thing. That his word is so sweet. But do y'all know something? Nothing was sweet to my tongue, to my taste, to my smell while I had COVID because I had lost my senses. And when things are dull, the only thing the Bible becomes is the thing I have to do to check it off the box, not what I get to eat. Now, here's the key. Here's the key. Eat. Eat. How many of y'all know? I don't care if you've read the Bible one time in your life. You know the story of Adam and Eve, right? Y'all talk to me. You know it? What did they do to get in trouble? They ate a fruit. This is the problem. It wasn't an apple. I know that ruins it for half of y'all. You can go back in and eat caramel apples again. 
What eat means is to ingest as truth. And what they did was they ingested something as a truth, meaning Satan's way, the serpent. They began to believe by sight, not by hearing God. And therefore, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, which is not even a part of this message, it's not what I want to get into. The fact is this, you begin to eat only because you have to. And the Bible becomes, I'm not really into it. So why would you want to eat if you can't taste it? Matter of fact, I'll just show you. This is what happens when you lose taste and smell. Taste is my experience and smell is my discernment. And if I don't know what is truth, now discernment is not fact. Discernment is truth. And if you can't discern whether something is truth or not, who cares? I don't even smell it. So that's why, boys, look at me. Take a shower. Because if you want to, if you go on a beach retreat, Stephen, holler at me right now. You go on a beach retreat, half of them middle school boys stank. And I don't even know why y'all don't want to take showers. Because I love you. But by midweek, good God, it is nasty. That's every, by the way, that ain't, that's not unique to us. That's unique to every, every single church is that way. Every single school trip is that way. We don't recognize that we stink. And we don't recognize other things like this. The loss of taste and smell kills my motivation to want to eat. But it makes me much more likely to take in toxins. Why? Because I don't know if it's good or bad. I lose my ability to discern. Now, here's what it does in the, in the physical Y'all ever done this before? You lose a sense of smell, but you can still taste. And you taste stuff like, I can taste it, but that's weird. But you add both of them things in, y'all don't know. You're eating it, you're freaked out, because you literally could be drinking poison, or you could be drinking your favorite drink in the whole world, and you can't tell the difference. You know, here's the problem is, if I'm supposed to come to him, whoever's thirsty, and I'll give you drink of living water if I can't tell what I'm drinking then I'll drink from any well I'll eat from any place even though he said I'm the bread of life and if you eat of me you'll never have to eat again but if you keep trying to eat other places and then we end up not even being motivated to eat at all so so our belief system just becomes blah I don't care whatsoever I just I just go I just do I do as I please this this is literally the world y'all the, one of the largest belief systems out there right now is if it feels good, do it. I do what I want to. It, it, I'm the God of my own universe. Why? Because we can't taste it anyway, so who cares? I'm not into eating what I can't taste because my senses have gotten so locked up that the only thing I can do is see, but I actually have spiritual cataracts and I'm actually blinded. But I can see enough to at least know what's in front of me. And I know it don't look like what I thought it was going to look like. And I don't like what I see. And the more that I'm prone to, by the way, scientifically, you're ten times more likely to drink poison or, or eat toxins. Ten times. This is not an opinion. When you can't taste or smell. Think about how much worse it probably is spiritually. Which is why people who you never thought would do these certain things begin to do these certain things because their senses get totally numb to the whole world, to everything else. Why? Because it didn't look like what I thought it was going to look like. So I become a bad spy. I become a spy that just tells all the the hurdles and the things, not what God said we should do because it doesn't matter what I see. It matters what he said. Because if I really believe that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world, then I don't have to tell you all the reasons we can't. I just have to tell you the one that told me I could. 
And I think this one's interesting, and I'm going to keep moving. I didn't know this until recently, until this week, but your digestive system is actually started through your saliva. When you taste, it knows that you're supposed to start the process. And I don't know if y'all know this, but when you eat, you got to poop. Y'all okay? I don't poop. Then you're toxic, right? (laughs) God help you. This isn't intended to just be funny. It's for real. You have to poop. And if you don't, you will die. Look at my face. It's sweaty. Don't worry about it. It's the Holy Ghost sweating off of me. If you do not know the people that are in your life or the things that are in your life that you need to get rid of, then you are toxic. And as long as you're blind and your senses are jacked up and you can't taste and smell that he's good, how wonderful he is, if you've ingested other things as a belief system and all of a sudden God and how great he is and how wonderful he is and how he loved you when you were jacked up in a mess, if that becomes dull, then you'll eat anything and everything, but your body won't know it should flush the bad things. So you'll stay connected to the people and the things that are not good and you won't be connected to the things that are. And then you'll wonder, why is my life jacked up? What's happened to it? I don't understand. How has this happened to me? Woe is me. And it's because your eyes led you all the way there. Because it made no sense. So I lost my senses. And y'all, I'm just telling you, that's most of us in this room. As a matter of fact, I want to hit this quick. I think this is so fascinating because James 1, James 1 starts with, if anyone likes wisdom, let them ask, but do not doubt. Because if you doubt, you're like a reed back and forth. And you're a double-minded man who's unstable in all his ways, chapter 1. This word double-minded is a really bad translation. It actually means double-souled. Now look at me, let me teach you. That does not mean that your brain is split in half. It means that all of you, I'll say it this way, your five senses are so jacked up that they're completely split and they argue with each other because your soul is your system that makes up who you are, body, mind, Everything about you, it's your operating system. And when your spiritual soul is completely split in half, anxiety, depression, all of these things will creep in because what you see is not what you expected to get. If you're double-souled, if you're two-souled, this is, I promise you, as God is my witness, in the definition it literally said a spiritual schizophrenic. You know what that means? When you're with me, you sound like the, the teacher. You sound awesome. And then when you get with them, I don't know who them are, but you know the thems. You sound just like they want you to sound. You have split personalities spiritually because you can adapt to your room. Watch this. The room's supposed to adapt to you because you have God. It ain't what you see. It's what he said. But you will be unbalanced and off balance. So how do I stop this? Chapter 4. But he gives more grace. Therefore, it says God opposes the proud. Watch this. This is crazy. You know what proud means? Doing anything other than what God called me to do. So as soon as I say I'm not going, because it looks like this, I'm proud. And if God opposes me, (laughs) you can tell me how big those giants are all you want to. You can tell me all how fortified everything is all you want to, but this is the real problem. But he gives grace to the humble. So submit yourself to God and resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands and purify your hearts, you double-minded. So so here's the recipe. Humility, humility and submitting myself to God. Like, I came in here, Mark, I don't have a single sense left. My senses are so jacked up, I don't know where to turn. You don't have to know. You don't have to know. Because this is the truth. When things look 
when things don't look, when things do not. Everybody in this room, listen to me. This is 2020 in a nutshell. When things don't look the way we thought they would, it throws our senses into a tailspin full of confusion. And it leads to double-mindedness for the vast majority of us. The problem with being a spiritual schizophrenic, the problem with being split and letting what I see dictate what I believe is I'll give a bad report. I constantly complain. I constantly gripe. Woe is me. I thought I was living in the blessing. So why is, it, why is my bank account doing this? That's the facts. It's just not the truth. The truth of the matter is, I don't know when it's going to shift. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't even know if my bank account's going to start going the other way, but I know God's good, and I know he's faithful, and I know he's going to do exceedingly and abundantly more than I can ask or think, no matter what I've seen in 2020 and at the middle of 2019. I don't care about the last 18 months. I care what he's called us to. So I don't have to see it to believe it. I've heard it. I've tasted it. I've seen it. I've experienced the goodness of God, and I can taste it again. That each one of you are called by God to do great and mighty things, but as long as seeing is believing, you'll keep staying where you are. You'll talk yourself out of destiny because you'll begin to believe that the only way that I can believe is if I see it. Look at my face right now. You'll never enter the promised land if that's the truth. You'll always be on the sidelines. I can show you in Numbers 13. It says, but Caleb. Caleb makes me want to run a lap. I'm still thinking about doing it right now. Y'all are second service, so I can do it. It says, Caleb quieted the crowd. Can you imagine? They're about to start a riot. They're so upset. Who do you think you are telling us this thing's good? We ain't listening to nothing. There's no way we're going into that promised land. God drug us out of Egypt to to, to send us to to, to wander for 40 years, and now he's going to have us killed? And Caleb's like, calm down. He said, let us go. And I bet you he didn't say like this, let's go. I bet you he bowed his chest up not by his own power or strength, but by the Spirit of God and said, let us go. Let us go. I don't care if y'all believe it. I don't care if they believe it. I don't care if I'm standing by myself. I believe it. For we are well able to overcome it. I almost called this message, I almost titled this anointed to overcome. Because I'm not anointed to overcome because I'm smart because I can preach, because I'm dumb or because I can't, because of this and because of that, because my eyes saw this or that, but because God, period. That just means supernaturally able to do what I couldn't do on my own. He said, no, we're supernaturally able to overcome. I'm not able. I'm not big enough, strong enough, smart enough to beat those giants and to to beat those fortified cities, but I believe with God and me partnering with him, we are able to overcome. Caleb makes, I'm telling you right now, Caleb and Joshua, the two good spies, make me want to do cartwheels, and I have never done one in my life. But I'd try. Why? Because I believe we're able. And I don't care what my bank account says. I don't care what what less looks like. I don't care what COVID looks like. I don't care all this other stuff. I care that God has promised us. And if he's promised it, he doesn't go back on it. And we are able. Someone say we are. We are are able to overcome. But, But then the spies who had gone said, no, we're not. We're not able to go against this. And the 10 of them got the 2 million of them to believe. Y'all, I'm telling you, I got a word right now. I, I didn't preach this in the first one, but I just believe it. 
we get to decide right now for ourselves. Only, only for us. Will we believe God or will we believe the news? Will we believe God or will we believe our eyes? Because when they said we are not able to go against these people, I think they just thought, I'm just telling the facts. But what they did was destined a nation for never entering a promised land. Do you hear what I'm saying? The whole freaking nation. Like I hear people all the time talking about America needs to go back to God, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what are you talking about? I, this has never been a Christian nation. The church, look at my face, needs God. The church is the one that I'm here for. I ain't here for America. I love where we live. Praise God for America. But I don't get teared up when the national anthem plays. I get teared up when the Spirit of God moves. Because this is just what I believe about the American church. If, I, if my bank account goes down, if my 401k goes down, if my stocks go down, if my house goes down, if things go down, that's the blessing and I've lost. So God must not be able. Lies to hell with the devil. Because we're believing his way. And it's no longer okay with me. We are able to overcome. So let's go. Look what happened. So they brought the people of Israel. Y'all say it. A bad report. Someone say bad report. If we're constantly spewing venom out of our mouths, then the world that's out there that desperately needs Jesus hears us who has the answer, who has the antidote, and we're constantly telling them a bad report. Why do they not believe? Because we don't. Because seeing is believing. Y'all, something happened yesterday in my life. And I just laughed. It wasn't, ha-ha, this is funny. Let's go run around the, 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 the house and be happy. I laughed and said, devil, you don't understand that conflict is confirmation and that we're walking straight toward it and that you think you got me, but I got you. Because while you, you let me see things that I don't want to see, and while my senses are jacked up, and while it doesn't look like what I thought it looked, it doesn't have to, because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And I'm going to be a Caleb or a Joshua. I'm Mark. I don't want to be Caleb or Joshua. But I can, I can learn from them and say I can put my eyes on Jesus. And even when it doesn't look like what I thought it would look like, we are able to overcome. We are able to go occupy until God comes. We are able to, to walk into our promised land. And I need y'all to know this. Caleb and Joshua were the only two. Someone say only two. With their families. The only two. 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 They got to go into the promised land. Millions, millions, millions did not. Why? Because they believed what they saw. Because they got afraid and they hid because they began to let their mouth speak what their eyes saw. But if your mouth doesn't speak what you hear and what he said, then your belief system, you'll begin to eat only the lie. And that will be your belief system. And then you'll wonder why when you get into the anointing of God, it feels good, but you, never, you still don't want to eat. Because no matter how hungry you get in this room, you eat out there. You're hungry for God out there. You taste and see that he's good out there. And we give a good report out there, not in this room. And if I'm not careful, I can preach good and I can, I can lather up a sweat. 
but I'll let everything that I see end up being what I believe. But it's a lie. Just because it's facts doesn't mean it's truth. But watch this. This is what I believe can be us. But my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit, has followed me fully, and I will bring him into the land which he went. And his descendants shall possess it. Bang, come on up. This is what I want y'all to do. I want y'all to stand with me. And I want y'all to make this your declaration. We're about to close with the blessing. One of my favorite songs, probably maybe the best song of 2020 written. But I don't want you to think that this means you're going to have more stuff. I want you to understand that this means that you and your children and your children's children are possessors of the land that God has promised us. Possessors of, of what God is destined for us to do. Look at me, look at me, look at me. You are destined to do more than you can ask or imagine. Whatever your mind can comprehend, what God's plan for your life is, is greater. But as long as you believe what you see, you'll give a bad report. It is time that we say, no more bad report. We're not going to be denial. We're not going to be fools. But we're not giving a bad report. We're giving the report that God said. That it, if, if it's not good, God's not done. That I believe that we all, our children and our children's children, will walk into the blessing. And that from this day forward, to hell with the lies. We don't believe it anymore. We believe God. And in Jesus' name, we claim this territory as kingdom territory. So come on, everybody. Just lift your hands and let's receive it. Let's be people of the blessing. Because it's not about stuff. It's about walking in the promise that God promised us in Jesus' name. Come on.